0: Good evening, everybody. What are you doing up so late? Were you checking Facebook like I was? Yeah, you were. Of course you were. You're on Facebook right now. Well, thank you for joining me so late, and I hope that your May long weekend has been wonderful so far. Mine certainly has been. My video was very laggy today. Why is the video laggy? What's going on here? Hmm. I don't know. Oh well. Hopefully it's not laggy on your end. Let's get right to it. So the uh, title of this live stream is Don't Fall For It! Exclamation mark. They're Trying To Distract You. And uh, that's very true. Now, there's a lot of distractions out there right now. There's a lot of really, really important, really crazy things going on that we should be aware of. And there's a lot of distractions that are doing nothing but causing people to fight and say things like, Chris, you're not a freedom fighter. You're so asleep. You should be talking about these things. I sent you videos to prove that you should talk about them. Guess what I'm talking about? Camp trails. Yes. I wasn't going to do a live on this, um, but things changed today as I was going through my messenger. There's people accusing me of being controlled opposition and telling me that I'm asleep and I don't, uh, I just, I'm not paying attention and they're you're, they're giving me shit and saying I'm not a freedom fighter because of this. Well, newsflash, I've never, I don't think I've ever called myself a freedom fighter I stand up for myself and I want to stand up for other people, but uh, that's not a term that I generally use for myself. So if you don't want to call me that, I guess that's okay. Anyway, so I did receive a bunch of videos uh, that people sent me trying to prove that every single line in the sky they see from an airplane is a chemtrail. Now, full disclosure, I am literally paid by the government to try and trick everybody into believing that chemtrails aren't real. As a matter of fact, the $2 million check is sitting on my night's end right now. I just haven't been able to cash it because it's actually imaginary and I'm not hired by the government to trick people. So with that said, I would also like to say that just because I don't believe every single airplane in the sky leaving a trail is spraying dangerous toxic chemicals on us. I am very well aware that things have changed in the last 30 years in, uh, uh aircraft technology, and there may, in fact, be some accidental geoengineering going on simply because of the water vapor that's being put in the sky. And if you see some busy air lanes over big cities, actually, they're not usually over big cities, they're usually outside of them. But if you see those busy air lanes where there's tons and tons of lines, um, that absolutely could have some sort of an impact uh, on, on the climate. Um, because we are literally creating clouds with Water Reaper. So I'm just going to go over a few things here. Um, One of the first things that people say when they're telling me that I'm a loser because I don't believe in chemtrails is, um, don't you remember when you were a kid? It was so much different. The trails didn't stay. There weren't so many. That's proof. That's proof that the trails are poison. They're toxins that they're spraying out. That's the proof. they're, They're saying that the proof is that Now we see more than we did then. Okay, so my opinion on this, and of course I'm not a scientist, so take this how you may. My opinion on this is, uh, well, first off, air traffic has almost quadrupled in the last 40 years. So we have way more airplanes in the sky than we ever have. That is a fact. Um, There's a lot more short haul flights than there were before. There used to be this idea that we needed to cram 700 people on an airplane and fly them from New York to London um, and have these hubs in all these places, but it doesn't really work like that anymore. We we use our average everyday 737 to fly all over the place. Uh, we don't really need those long hauls. So what we end up with is more air traffic spread out across North America or the world for that matter. So there's a lot more planes. The second thing, uh, people tell me that, well, the, the contrails are lasting longer. And they tell me that the way I can tell if they're spraying chemicals on me uh, is that the trails last a long time. Well, I'm sorry, but when I was a kid, trails lasted a long time. And even, you know, even more so than this, some of these things that people have said to me, I think about them and they're actually proving themselves wrong about it in the first place. So let's take this idea that the trails that don't dissipate um, are deadly toxins that they're spraying on us. We're gonna set aside the fact for now that when there's, when the meteorological conditions are right for clouds, the trails will stay, they don't dissipate. Just like in the winter, if you go outside in the winter and you exhale, you're going to see vapor. You're going to see water vapor because the conditions support the water vapor being there. In the summer, you exhale and you don't see your breath, right? Because the conditions don't favor that. Anyway, if you see a line in the sky stretching from horizon to horizon and you immediately say, oh my goodness, that must be chemicals they're putting on us. You could be right, but you're probably not and here's why. The amount of of chemical that you would have to have on board an airplane, to do that, from horizon to horizon, we're talking hundreds of miles here. Would easily overload the airplane. I mean, that's a lot of chemicals, a ton. Think about how much chemical you even spray on your your lawn when you're doing whatever to it. I mean, a little jug of Roundup doesn't go very far. I mean, we don't use Roundup because it talks great, but anything you spray it doesn't really go very far. And this brings up another point. I've recently noticed that there's even some people vying for a position in federal politics that are sharing pictures of the inside of a passenger aircraft uh, fitted with tanks for whatever, claiming that this is evidence that they're poisoning us from the skies. Malarkey. I can pull an internet picture. I can pull a picture off the internet anytime. I could spend... I could spend three or four days uh, Photoshopping a picture. Carrie could spend about 10 minutes doing it and we could make something that looks like there's tanks in an airplane. So why would there be tanks in an airplane? Well, there's lots of reasons. So the first one that I know of is for load testing. Um, Airplanes, when they're doing load testing, they have ballast tanks and they're filled with liquid. Uh, Usually, I think it's water, maybe it's glycol. I'm not 100% sure. But anyway, these tanks are filled with water And they take off and they shift the water from one part of the airplane to another. And they see how the airplane responds. Then they do takeoff and landing tests like that. That's what these tanks are for. There's a picture of Angela Merkel and some of her cohorts inside. I believe it was an Airbus A380. It might have been a 330, but I'm pretty sure it was a 380. And there's all these BALS tanks. And they're looking around smiling for photo ops and shaking hands. And that's exactly what that picture was. That wasn't proof of chem spraying. That wasn't proof that the trails you see in the sky are chemicals. That was a picture of a normal occurrence in aviation load testing. There are other reasons why they may may have tanks in a commercial airline. They may have, uh, uh, pardon me, in a a commercial freight airline. They may have extra fuel uh, for ferrying long distances. I don't think maybe they would have that stuff inside, but who knows? My point is, that picture, not only is it not proof that they're spraying chemicals from the sky because the picture really doesn't mean anything when it's put in the context of just one picture of the airplane. It also tells me that this idea that every passenger aircraft sprays is idiocy, pure unadulterated idiocy because what do passenger aircraft have on them? Passengers, right? So you can either have a cabin filled with these tanks or you can have a cabin filled with passengers. You don't have both. Now, if you look on uh, Flight Radar 24 I believe it's called, you can find out what the airplane that you see overhead leaving a trail uh, is, what the purpose is. Is it passenger, is it freighter, whatever, it'll tell you. If it says passenger, well, then it very likely does not have a cabin filled with those tanks that uh, some of our uh, people vying for politics have shared on Facebook you can't have both and you can see this because if you go to the airport you can actually see that people get off of these airplanes and they come up so that kind of it kind of works against the narrative that this is what's going on Uh, another bit of proof that i got was a video of a bunch of clips of pilots holding badges that said team chem spray so this whole video that I saw, um, when I saw it, I looked at, I, I saw this video as people making fun of those who believe that every commercial airliner is spraying stuff on you. And now you might wonder why I keep saying every commercial airliner. And I say that because the Facebook posts I'm seeing are a pic- are pictures of a busy sky where there's lots of vapor trails and people are claiming that it's all chemicals that are being sprayed on them. That's why I'm saying that. It's because this the, the people that are saying these things have presented it that way. So I'm trying to I'm trying to deal with them that, that way. Anyway, uh, they're holding up badges that say Team Chem Spray. Um, we don't kill them. We bury them. Bury Barium, b a r i u m. Ha ha ha! It's so funny, right? Yes, it is actually funny. Those badges were used to be available on a website. Um, dedicated to making fun of people that believe that vapor trails were chemtrails. Pilots would buy them as a joke. Pilots were buying tags, little tags, that said uh, chemtrails on off, and they were putting it in their cockpits and getting in trouble for it because you're not actually allowed to do that. Um, I bought a little chems, a team spray badge off the internet uh, just for fun. I lost it because it appeared that it was a big nice big badge that I could actually sew on a uh, jacket or something, but it turns out it was a tiny little sticker. Anyway, my point is that this video that I got as proof that this is happening was completely the opposite. It was a satire making fun of people that believe that every single airplane is spraying them. Uh, I also saw a video of a guy who was doing a walk around on what appeared to be a Cessna, I want to say like maybe a 310 or something like that. It was a twin engine, pressurized cabin aircraft with uh, wing tip fuel tanks. So somebody sent me this with a caption of something. I can't remember if maybe I got this wrong, but I think they sent me a caption like, you better start paying attention because this is real and here's the proof. So they sent me this video of this guy doing a walk around on the Cessna. First thing he does is he goes to the wingtip tanks and he points at them and he says, this is uh, this is the chem spray tank. You can tell because there's a sticker right here that says certified for chem trail or chem trail usage. And it's got some weird like model number of the chemical or whatever. It's quite obviously a wingtip tank. You can see them on many aircraft. Um, and th- so then he goes he says and this is where the regular fuel is stored in the in this part of the wing then he points at the engine he says yeah and there's some nozzles in here that inject the chemical into the exhaust he points at the exhaust and then he goes around to the to the cabin and he goes yeah and then here's the switch we turn this switch on and he shows the a picture of a, a switch that looks like a sticker like something stuck on the control column not the control column pardon me the console and it says chemtrail on off, and then he makes the claim that the government pays him ten dollars a gallon to spray. So first off, how many gallons of this can you have on a Cessna three hundred and ten um, when you have any kind of fuel or really any load in the aircraft? You're not going to get a pile of uh, a pile of chem. Secondly, this was a what appeared to be a um, a turbocharged. Piston driven airplane. So these things usually fly, I think they have a ceiling of like 21,000 or 22,000 feet or something like that. Not particularly high. I mean, it's not really low either. Uh, and the thing about those airplanes is they don't leave contrails at all, except in the most extreme of circumstances and they don't last very long. So this video was being presented to me as proof that the lines that I saw in the sky at that 30, 35,000 foot range were obviously chemicals because this guy was saying that he sprays these chemicals by injecting into the exhaust of his Cessna that that doesn't leave any kind of visible trail. So if that Cessna is doing it and what you're seeing in the sky is chemicals, how is the Cessna leaving the trails or not leaving the trails when all of the other ones do? It doesn't make any sense. As a matter of fact, I would wager that that guy did that video as a way to distract and make fun of and confuse people who don't understand what chemtrails are. So there's, that's another one. Um, why are there more? Why are the trails bigger? Why don't they dissipate? Why do we see more than we when we were a kid? Well, I mentioned earlier the first reason is probably because there's four times as much air traffic. Okay, so that's obviously you're going to see more trails. Uh, When you were a kid, did you spend much time staring at the sky or were you you busy poking animals with sticks? I was poking animals with sticks or I was in school. So this whole uh, idea that you can have some sort of quantifiable metric as to how many trails you saw as, as a kid compared to now or whether or not they dispersed in a reasonable amount of time or what reasonable is, is it's out there. That's that's way out there. You can't, at least I can't, remember to when I was a kid watching these things and determining how long it took them to dissipate. We didn't do that. So trying to make that correlation just doesn't work. Uh, jet engine turbofan technology has changed in the last forty years, and it's changed considerably. When I was a kid, there was a lot of turboprop airplanes still being used. Uh, there was lots of turbojet with uh Relatively low bypass being used. Now, what that means, I'm actually going to show you a picture. Thank you very much to YouTube for uh, being so awesome, except for when conservatives try and share a view. So, I'm going to present my screen. Chrome tab turbofan bypass ratio. Here we go. And here we are. Okay, look at that. It's a jet engine. So this is a high bypass um, turbofan jet engine. Now I think you can see my mouse. Can you see my mouse? Can you see it? I don't know if you can see it. Anyway, uh, if you look along the center of this engine, uh, starting from the back, like the skinny part going forward, so it's it's got them it's got the parts labeled up above. So you have the um, uh looks like a three stage low pressure turbine, two stage high pressure turbine, eight stage high pressure compressor or high pressure compressor, three stage low pressure compressor and gear to drive whatever it's driving. So the skinny area in there is the part that actually makes the power. That is the uh, that that's that's what makes the power. So basically air comes in the front of it, goes through the engine, mixes with fuel, ignites and on its way out it pushes across these uh turbines which makes the shaft spin now at the big end of this engine you see a whole great big huge fan blades and those are visible when you're like if you're getting in an airplane or looking at pictures of them you see those fan blades that's the first thing you see when you look in there so in the past those first set of fan blades were almost the same size as the rest of the jet so Most of the air went through the jet and was pressurized and expelled out the back. And that's what caused forward thrust. So it didn't move as much air as what this one does. So in this very, very high bypass ratio engine, up to, I think, 15 times as much air goes around the power section of the turbine, then goes through it. Catch that? high bypass engine, 15 times, I believe, I think it's. I think they're at 15 now, 15 times as much air goes around the engine and is used for thrust. So this turbine is basically driving a very, very, very high speed, very efficient propeller or fan. And that fan is pushing the airplane forward. So why would this cause different contrails than when we were children? Well, in a turbojet engine, you're sucking all the all the air is going through the uh, the compressors and being expelled out the back, so you're not really moving more air or compressing more air than than you need. In these high bypass engines, you're compressing a pile of air, so all of that air that's going through there is getting compressed. Any moisture that's in it is going out and then mixing with. I'm pointing at it. You can't see it. All that air is going out and mixing with the exhaust gases. What happens? when you mix moisture with hot gases you get steam and in this case a lot of it because i don't know i don't know what the numbers are but the amount of air that gets compressed through these engines and around these engines is absolutely mind-boggling like it is a ton of air so of course you're going to see a bigger contrail i hope i explained that well i hope the picture worked for you I'm sure, okay, we're getting it again. So people, they're commenting, I think you're wrong, Chris. There's so much evidence out there about chemtrails. I have not seen one shred of evidence yet that holds any weight besides being a picture or a, or a random document that somebody pulled off the internet that means nothing. Another thing that's conflated with chemtrails all the time is the patents on weather modification. Uh, cross-border patents between Canada and the USA. Canada and the USA both spray uh, to seed clouds and to seed uh, or to prevent hail from being the size of grapefruits. The insurance industry in Alberta, I believe, spends $1.5 billion per year spraying, I think, silver iodide into clouds so that the hail precipitates out before it gets a chance to get deadly. That's a fact. Is that evidence of any kind That they're spraying any kind of toxins on you no it's not is a random document and ingredient list for something that you have no idea what it is no idea where it came from or even if it's real is that evidence it is not is a video of a guy doing a walk around of a cessna uh, and telling you that the wingtip fuel tanks are chemical tanks And pointing at the shiny little label that conveniently says chemtrail tank, that's not evidence. It's just, it's simply not. The picture that's floating around of a commercial airliner that has some sort of tanks for some purpose inside the passenger compartment, is that evidence? No, it's not. Someone says I'm looking like a fool. You know who I think looks like a fool? I think people who share pictures that they have no idea where they came from no evidence that it's true whatsoever, no context, no perspective, that's foolish. It's foolish. And then having to ignore all of the, every part of reality around it to to make these arguments, that's foolish. Now, I'm not saying that this, it couldn't be happening. I'm not saying there aren't some planes doing this, but that's not what people are saying. They are saying and probably you are saying every single line in the sky is toxins being sprayed on us. No, it's not. And the evidence people are sending me to try and support these claims is not evidence at all. It's ridiculous, completely ridiculous. And now we even have politicians getting on this and saying that there's commercial airliners that actually have passengers get out of them um, that also have a bunch of tanks that they're spraying stuff on us. It's, I I just can't even believe it. And now some people who completely ignore all the things that I'm saying, or want to believe these videos they see on the internet, they say, Oh, Chris, we will no longer support you because you don't buy into our delusions. And yes, that's a delusion. If you see a picture on the internet and it makes you believe something like that without having any other evidence to support it, that's delusional. Poof goes my support. If it has to, I really don't care. If you actually care about this stuff, HARP is totally different. HARP is not commercial airliners. Every single one of them spraying chemicals and every single trail being chemicals. You're conflating two things together that have no... They don't. They don't go together, and harp is not evidence of commercial airliners spraying chemicals on you. It's not. I'm sorry. Now, all this support that I'm losing. Um, I said if if you're confused, you lose, and there's a lot of confusion about these things. People look at the sky and they don't understand what's going on. They're confused about it, and we're going to lose because someone like me who actually wants to do something big here in Alberta, something different, something, something that's never been done before, where we can actually get to a place where we can deal with all of these things, you're just going to toss me aside. Go ahead, I don't care. Because I don't believe the internet pictures that are circulating around with zero context. This is a problem. It's a huge problem. It's not much different than if you said, "Chris, I won't support you because you don't believe Justin Bieber is a lizard person because that picture we saw from the video on the internet shows that he has lizard eyes." Those pictures you see about with with ballast tanks and stuff, or the videos and compilations of people making fun of chemtrail believers, that's it. Just That's not evidence. It's not. And if you really wanted to deal with these issues, you would be tossing out all that garbage that is very likely designed to make someone like you not want to support someone like me, and you would be actually looking for the truth. Is the video of the guy doing a walk around on the Cessna um, more believable to you than than me saying, no, I actually do want to do something good here. I, I guess if that's the case, then whatever. And maybe they are. Maybe they are spraying chemicals, but using the things that I've mentioned as evidence of it in order to try and find a solution is completely counterproductive because it's ridiculous. And it's very obviously... Like those videos are very obviously not true, especially the compilations of pilots literally holding gag badges up that say Team Spray, don't kill them, bury them. It's obviously a joke. So if you really are concerned about this, you should be calling that stuff out, just like I am, because it's it's counterproductive. Let's check out the comments. Chris hasn't done his research. There is an expert out there named Dane Wingington. Check it out, folks, geoengineering.org. So I recently watched a bunch of videos on a self-proclaimed, previously, chemtrail expert. And he has since, I can't remember his name, I'll find it and I'll try and post it. He has since denounced the chemtrails idea and instead focusing on a more realistic um, uh, realistic hypothesis of accidental geoengineering. Because we're flying all these airplanes around and they're leaving vapor and there is, we are engineering uh, the climate because we're adding so many clouds. But Probably not on purpose. It's probably just a result of A, more air traffic, and B, different technology. So, okay, go ahead. Do your research. Research the the, uh, picture being shared on the internet right now of a bunch of tanks that you have no idea what's in them, the purpose of them, or anything, or even if it's a real airplane. Research that, and then use that to make your conclusion. I'm not going to because it's ridiculous. Let's look at that. Oh, here we go. Bill Gates did, I think, he said, let's spray the sky to block the sun. But unfortunately, what happens is we're presented videos oftentimes and we're led to believe that someone said something and it's not true. That just happened to my friend Jennifer Johnson. Um, People are creating videos and audio clips, uh, mashing, well, not mashing stuff together, but taking stuff out of context and making people believe she said something she didn't. Do you remember that whole thing about how um bill gates said that they're going to reduce the the world's population by or to 1.5 billion through blah 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 and vaccines yeah that wasn't true that caught me up because maybe because i wanted to believe bill gates said that he didn't say that if you if you watch the whole video what he said is that they're going to reduce the amount of the earth's population that doesn't have access to cheap pharmaceuticals. That's what they said. That was the reality. But we all watched the videos and we said, Oh, Bill Gates said he wants to do this. He didn't say that. It doesn't mean that he doesn't want to do that. And we probably should be paying attention to it, but using something that's fake to try and pursue a solution for something that we see as a problem is not going to help anybody. And it's the same thing with this. Now, I wouldn't be talking about this because really it deserves zero of my time. Except for I realized that this type of conversation in the freedom group is going to cause the entire thing to implode. There are other people out there that won't support me because I don't believe the earth is flat. Do you know what I believe? You want to know what I believe? You want what I know to be true? We have God-given rights. The government should leave us alone and we should be free to make our own decisions. That's what I believe. That's what I want to pursue. I don't give a shit if you believe in chemtrails or that you believe the earth is flat or that you believe Justin Bieber is a lizard person. I... Don't care, but I don't want anybody being able to tell you that you can or can't do something like go to a restaurant because you refuse to buy into what somebody else believes. Get it? And yet, because I don't believe the fake evidence that I see on the Internet about chemtrails, people don't want to support me anymore. Well, that's okay doesn't bother me. now. Oh, the dimming. Yes. Somebody sent me a link to that. I haven't seen it, but I think I'm going to watch it. Now the dimming, dimming of the sun through geoengineering, whether it be accidental or intentional. I 100% believe that because there's more air traffic, because technology is different that we are doing accidental geoengineering. I haven't seen any actual proof ever that it's being done intentionally yet. The only thing I've seen is people saying that we should do this to combat climate change. But I also saw the rest of it where they said, you know, it might be a good idea. That's what they said. I don't believe it's a good idea. It might be a good idea, but the costs uh, would be astronomical and there's no way we could do this efficiently so the idea was scrapped as far as I know okay I'm going to go back to this one more time so listen very very closely somebody says my understanding I don't think the steam you mentioned as contrails would linger and spread out for hours the steam would cool and disappear in a short time just my opinion. Okay. If you've ever seen the Joffrey plant in the middle of winter, you will know that if the conditions favor it, steam will stay in the air for a very, very long time. Now, where those aircraft fly with their insanely powerful and air-hungry high-bypass turbo, uh, turbofan engines, it's like minus 50 most of the time. If the conditions favor clouds, the steam will not dissipate. They will form clouds. If the conditions don't favor clouds way up there, they won't linger, they'll go away. If you look, have you noticed in the last few weeks, as you look up at the sky, at least I have, I've been paying more attention, they're not lasting. As a matter of fact, I took a video of one that was dissipating within, I don't know, I don't know what the distance was, but it was a short distance about that much well I was while I was uh, flying up to Flair to pick up my son we were watching a commercial a commercial airliner flying way way above us and the trail was dissipating because it was a warm day and the conditions didn't favor it so the the thought from some folks is well because we see clouds when their airplanes are leaving these trails the airplanes must be causing the clouds and that's completely backwards the reality is, If the conditions favor clouds, you're going to see the contrail because it can't dissipate. It's like I mentioned earlier, when you go outside in the winter and you exhale, you see the vapor. When you do it in the summer, you don't see the vapor. It has nothing. You you cannot say with any kind of certainty that simply because vapor stays in the air or what you perceive as whatever you perceive it is, stays in the air that it is a chemical that's not that that's it it just i don't know how to explain it because in for me looking at that it's such a far-fetched comparison that i would never even consider using that as a metric to judge what's what do you know what i mean another one is people talking about collecting rainwater okay you find You sample your rainwater and you find things in it. Is that evidence of chemtrails? No, it's not. That's evidence that there's something in your water. And if you're concerned about the thing in your water, you should probably be finding out what's causing that to be in your water, not automatically assuming that it's from an airplane 40,000 feet above you. If the stuff in your water is a concern, the solution is not to focus in on one thing that people are telling you must be the only answer. And you probably should open and open your eyes and broaden your perspective and find out what it is. Because if you don't, and it's not that airplane that's the problem, you're gonna live with the problem for the rest of your life because you're too busy swearing at people like me who refuse to buy into that stuff. Make sense? Yeah. So. I. I, This is probably the last time I want to talk about this. And I hope I don't have to anymore because uh, I guess that everybody who disagrees with me or doesn't believe anything i say i guess they're going to all unfollow me anyway so i shouldn't have to talk about this anymore but let's just let's just focus on the water thing for now and i'm going to leave you with that about the chemtrails argument people are finding things in their water that they're worried about being in there if we find something that we're worried about and we need a solution for it we cannot and we should not automatically assume that it's something like an airplane 40,000 feet above us. We should be working really hard to find out exactly what it is for real so that we can deal with it. Because if we spend all our time yelling at the airplanes and saying that commercial pilots are, you know, they're all killing us and they're just making money off killing us, the water's not gonna change. Nothing will change. There will be no solution. And we lose because we're confused. P.S. I'm I'm not sorry if I offended anybody because these are my opinions in my Facebook page, and I guess if you're offended, you're offended. Oh yes, <laughs> yes, people have swore at me about this. Um. So, okay, last Wednesday, there were about 10 trails crisscrossed across Edmonton Sky. Okay, did you go on Flightradar24 and find out at that time, at that direction, what airline it was and who it was? I asked people to do that before, and immediately I got a message, an angry message, actually, saying, See, you idiot, we told you. I checked it out, and the first airplane that popped up was air spray. They're spraying us, you idiot. Well... Airspray is a firefighting, uh, air company. Um, when Kevin and I were flying up to Flair, we could hear on the radio airspray was here. Airspray was there. They were loading and they were discharging the load on fires. That's who they were. But because people really wanted to believe this, they went no further than finding out that the airplane was named airspray. And that was the evidence that they needed to say, aha, Chris, you're stupid. Here's an interesting one. Uh, I wish you would address the idiots in the Freedom Group driving around Alberta and selling their crap, making dollars off Antifa fire starters, UN soldiers and such. No idea anything about that, but uh, you can bet that anytime there's anything going on that people will do whatever they can to take advantage of it. I suppose some people say that about me. Uh, if they only knew the truth, they'd probably be eating the words, but... I guess they'll never know yeah i really don't think this is any different than oh i'm sorry the chemtrail argument there's politicians out there and people that want you to go listen to them speak and they're using this as a way to try and uh to try and get your support i'm completely the other way around I don't want to try and get people's support. If you support the things I say or the things I do, that's great. If you don't, that's fine too because that's not my goal. But there are people who make this their goal. And they're trying to, I think at times, get an emotional response out of you so that you will support them even more. I see this all the time, even within my own circles. Oftentimes, I'll call it out. Sometimes, I don't because I just think you know what people should be able to see this for uh, for themselves and if they can't well I guess that's their fault but yeah um, there's people out there they're posting pictures of army trucks as evidence that we're getting put in camps no that's not what's happening we're we have emergencies all over the province and the federal government has a duty to assist provinces when we have these types of things happen and no I don't like that it's that way I wish that the federal government would let us keep our money here in this province so that we could do it ourselves because we don't actually need them. But in this case, we send them our money, we send them our resources. And then when we are in need, we have to ask for them to help us. So that's what's going on here. Um, Premier Smith took a lot of heat when she reached out to the prime minister to assist us on our wildfires. But what would you have her do? I mean, Ottawa has our money. And we need that money to fight fires we need resources and people to fight fires so we have to ask uh, daddy in ottawa for the resources doesn't mean to like it as a matter of fact you know i don't like it because uh, i want to see an independent alberta uh... uh and now the conversation goes to cbdc's cbdc's are coming they're definitely coming maybe not really soon because uh i don't know if you saw but when i was in holland i actually interviewed a uh a guy that knows a lot about this and his job is basically to help big like huge corporations uh get digital in all sorts of things and he basically said well you know, CBDCs, the government's going to try and do it, but they bungle everything up so bad it's going to fall on its face because the government sucks and they can't do this type of thing. And you can bet that when they do roll it out, there's going to be a bunch of smart computer people, way smarter than the government, and they're going to take advantage of it and become very wealthy before the government knows what's going on. So CBDCs are coming. 100%. It's not going away. This is like, you know, the printing press or... Uh, The Industrial Revolution, it's coming. And every time these things happen, there's a concern. (sighs) I'm tired. There's a concern that it's going to be used to control us or whatever. And that may be the case. But what would you have the government do? What would you have the provincial government do in regards to CBDCs? Say no. Would you like that? I would like that too. But it can not happen. It will never happen with the provincial government. And you want to know why? The federal government is responsible for currency, not the provinces. So if you really don't want to have CBDCs, then you should probably be considering an independent Alberta where we can have our own currency because Canada will have CBDC. Europe will have CBDC, central bank digital currency. They will have it. And there's nothing that our government here can do to stop it. There's uh, things we can stand up against I've been watching Premier oh, pardon me, Scott Moe telling uh, Prime Minister Trudeau, you know what, if you want our coal and you want our oil, then come get me because we're not going to stop. And that's what I want to hear from Daniel Smith too. But, you know, there's a lot of people that don't like her because she won't fight chemtrails too soon. It's probably too soon. I think I lost some more support there. Good point. Victoria says, you don't have to change the weather. You just need to convince enough people it has changed. Yes, absolutely true. You go uh, watch the news and watch the weather report stuff and that map where they show the temperatures. It's no longer green. It's red and yellow and orange to make it look like the world's on fire. Well, I mean, Alberta kind of looks like the world's on fire right now. But believe it or not, this isn't really that abnormal. Happens every election cycle. Weird day. Ah, Mo may be all theater, but it's certainly a good show, isn't it? So I guess uh, I'm yawning a lot and it's after midnight. So I'm just going to say for those of you who are upset with me because I refuse to buy into the idea that every single airplane that flies overhead is spraying us. You would never lose my support in your pursuit of freedom simply because you don't uh, think the same way I do about those things that you see on the internet. So there you have it. You're, I don't. It's it's fine if you disagree with me. I would still uh, stand up for your right to be free. So I hope that helps a little bit. Anyway, I'm really tired, and I think I was supposed to be in bed like an hour ago. So uh, good night, everybody. And no matter which side of that conversation you're on, um, please be diligent in what you what you react to on the internet what you see just take stuff with a grain of salt and and don't automatically assume that everything you're seeing or hearing um, is exactly it, it is exactly how it's presented because i i really believe that there are some people working out there to try and successfully try to confuse people so that we fight about these things while they're doing other things right outside our door. So just be diligent and uh, try to be nice, I guess. not Nice is not the right, right word, but try to be accepting and not condemn each other. If one of you believes this and the others don't, I... Did my best to kind of lay out my case as to why I don't believe that, and maybe you believe me, maybe you don't, but that that shouldn't really matter if we're trying to pursue the freedom to be different and coexist peacefully. Right. Yeah. Then everybody, thanks for watching. Get some sleep. Good grief. Yes. Never notly. Absolutely not notly. Definitely not notly.